Well, let us take a trip into the past. The camera opens on a hooded figure walking up a dimly lit alleyway. As the figure peers around the corner at the end of the alleyway, a couple of guards walk by on patrol, forcing the figure back into the shadows up against the wall. Once they pass, the figure removes his hood, and we can see that the figure is none other than Sidriel Azrene. With the coast clear, Sidriel again looks around the corner towards the building at the end of the street. Hmm, applied magics. That's gotta be the one. Sidriel puts his hood back up, takes off in the direction of the building, sticking to the shadows. The camera then cuts to a small, dusty auditorium. The walls are filled with books, scrolls, beakers of various sizes and shapes, and assorted preserved animals and jars. The seats in this circular auditorium are predominantly empty, except for a few that are filled towards the center of the room. As the camera pans down towards the illuminated table on the presentation floor, we see that it is our old friend, Professor Petrus Lorimer, who is conducting this lecture. He finishes writing on a large chalkboard and glances up at the audience. So as you can all see, if one is able to gaze through a suitable medium, they should be able to detect trace amounts of phlogiston as it passes through the aether. It therefore follows that one should, in theory, be able to intercept the same traffic en route to its inevitable destination. A small crowd begins to grumble in a mix of disagreement and intrigue. The professor fights off an annoyed look and continues. And furthermore, as he lectures on, the camera pans up to a small window at the top of the auditorium, where just at that moment, a small patch of dust just large enough for an elf's face is being cleaned off the outside of the glass panel. Oh, damn it, it's already started. Well, at least there's still the demonstration. Sidriel whispers to himself, steadying his feet amongst the slippery aging roof tiles. Reaching into his cloak, he quickly pulls out a leather-bound journal and quill. Awkwardly perched atop the roof peak, Sidriel begins furiously copying down everything he can see and hear from his vantage point outside the small window. The camera pans back inside and down to the lecture room floor. Well, that's the theory, anyhow. A practical application may prove to be an entirely different matter. Now, if you'll direct your attention to the next display... Professor Lorimer pulls a cloth off the table, revealing a magnificent crystal ball and a few small jars of liquid. You'll see here a model representing the ethereal for this demonstration. I must say, this is still yet to have all the kinks worked out, but, but, but I assure you I've personally had success within the past fortnight. As long as you remain in your seats, there's nothing to be concerned about. Observe. Professor Lorimer combines the jars of liquid and mixes them about, which change colors and start to boil and foam. He pours the churning concoction over the crystal ball, which begins to glow and catch fire. 
as the ball continues to burn, the flames begin to change color from orange to blue to purple as the sphere lifts into the air and starts spinning. Everyone in the room goes silent as they are captivated by this odd flaming orb. The professor closes his eyes and begins to mutter a few words as the ball begins to shake violently. Suddenly the orb erupts in a large explosion, filling the room with smoke and debris, blowing parts of wood about, sending some of the attendees scrambling for cover. Back outside, the building shakes, causing Sidriel to falter a little, while trying to maintain concentration on his notes still. Off in the distance, he can see that there are lights coming on all over campus and guards starting to approach the Applied Sciences building. Well, I mean, that's certainly one way to end a lecture. Sidriel mutters to himself as he stuffs his journal back into his coat and carefully makes his way across the roof whence he came. We fade to black, and the scene continues as we fade in on a well-lit stone room. Large stained glass windows depicting a large blue flaming spiral adorn one side of the room, and in the center... There is a hospital bed where Professor Lorimer rests, his eyes completely covered in bandages. Next to him stands an older cleric. I am sorry, my dear Professor, but until we know more about what happened during your experiment, it seems as if we have reached the extent of what the Grey Lady can provide. I am afraid the best we can do is wait and see. Cleric turns and leaves just as a familiar face enters the room and sits down next to the professor. We know her as Kendra Lorimer, her arms full of cards and boxes. Father, are you feeling any better? Priests say that they are at their wit's end trying to figure out what happened. Well, it's not every day that pushing the bounds of magic is without its consequences, my dear daughter. Indeed. Well, I've brought the post from your office. There are some nice pleasantries from your colleagues. Uh, a few bottles of mead. They look pretty nice. And Ooh, what's this? Kendra picks up a small, carefully wrapped package and undoes the twine restraining the brown wrapping paper to reveal a small leather-bound journal. She picks it up inquisitively and begins to read. Hmm. Father, this appears to be a transcription of your latest experiment. And a very detailed one at that. This may be exactly what they might need to get you back on your feet. Interesting. Who is it from, Kendra? Everyone who is there is either in my same condition or, unfortunately, worse. It doesn't say, Father. The note is only signed S.A. And blackout. Nice. Shit, yeah. Sidriel coming through with a win. He did a thing. I have questions. Present them. He did the thing. Why was he not allowed in the lecture in the first place? Couldn't afford a ticket. Oh, there's ticket. No ticket. Okay. I mean, he's also not an attendee at uh, at the college, or. I mean, why not? A- any number of reasons you li- you might like to imagine. Hmm? So, so Sid Sid is like hard up for money. Like his family isn't well off. I mean, they're not significantly wealthy. They just, like, they own a shop in a little port town. But they can't send their boy to school? I mean, it, it <laughs> sounds kind of like it was, like, a, like a restricted, restricted lecture, too. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, 
not everybody should know what we're trying to do over here. Like, I don't know. You gotta sneak mm. in. Sounds yeah, like not very since, many since people Since only there. 120, he might not have finished Elven High School yet. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 100, 120. It takes 40 years, don't you know that? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a wee 124. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm like 45 a, a, a and I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Welp? <laughs> How the hell are you doing, folks? I mean, we're doing yes. great, John. How are you doing tonight, more importantly? Oh, I'm doing like this. You can't, you can't see what I'm doing. We don't, no. we don't want to. <laughs> what are you doing? Scatting up a storm, sounds like. He's taking a poop on the floor? Yes. Episode 12. Wake of Whispers. Here we are. And let me tell you guys... Hold on. Before you before you start oh, that, oh, I oh. I kind of I have something I need to bring up. Okay. Is, okay. Okay. Let's kind of got some grievances to air. I do. It kind of pissed me off. Is uh, last session I poured a little holy water on those uh, handcuffs, floating oh manacles. Oh boy, here we go. And after the session, <laughs> you're like. Yeah, that doesn't actually ever do anything, but uh, I was just bored of that combat. And I felt really, <laughs> really kicked in the fucking face. I'm just going to say oh. Right, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I figured out this amazing end to this combat. And then I was like... I thought I was a genius. And then I was like, oh no, I just made that work because I was, it was boring. No, that's not actually the case. Uh, let me tell you. Wait, 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 John, before you tell the, us anything, um, Surratt, did you hold on to this little gem of a piece of banter for all this time just to spring it on us now? Really? Three weeks. Three weeks. He's been fucking bubbling. I've, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little peeved, man. I'm just going to have to say that. Does this explain his attitude to you, John, throughout those previous weeks? Yeah, this is why he set my bedroom on fire last week, and this is why he stole all my Pringles two weeks ago, and uh, this is also why he killed oh my, my dog the other night. Well, if you had a dog, that would have been relevant. And the Pringles thing was whatever, and the, the fire thing was your fault. <laughs> right, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, the animated manacles that you had fought in this room last week uh, you killed with holy water. And uh, you know, after the session I was a little loosey-goosey. I was a little drunk. And I was like, oh, that? Oh, I just made that up because I was sick of that shit. Uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, to be honest, no, uh, it was an animated construct, which is not an undead, technically, but it did have the construct trait of haunted, uh, which means it does take damage from uh, positive energy or holy water, per se. Um, I did not, however, in the moment, make you roll damage for that holy water. Uh, All right, I, I have... I have uh, one thing. So I have a trait on my character sheet called Subject of Study, and it adds one to plus one to damage rolls against undead. It doesn't say weapon damage rolls. It's not undead. It's not undead. Nope. Even though it has the undead trait, which would have made it 
It has the haunted trait. What is uh, it, haunt? it does not count as undead, but it takes damage from holy water and positive damage. Positive energy. All right, well, you did this to yourself. So, well, and by- I, I appreciate that because uh, I felt really deflated. And then I walked around as a... I felt like Pooh Bear when he had lost his honey all week. Oh, bother. Let's have a little recap. We're going to jump right in. A little late for that. With a recap. You guys that came into the prison. Well, first, okay. You woke up in the morning. It's been a couple weeks. Where did dinosaurs come from? Oh, my God. <laughs> what time is it? So, 65 billion years ago. Here we are now in Harrowstone Prison. It's about 12 o'clock in the afternoon. You had just cleared this chapel full of spider webs and, and spiders. You've cleared it of spiders. Father Ozil lies in a pile of cobwebs, unconscious. Didn't You've we all, uh, just mm-hmm. cover this? You shut your dirty mouth. Your cobweb-covered <laughs> mouth. Your mouth full of cobwebs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> And um, okay, a few of you have taken some strength damage uh, from this, which is weakening you. Um, I hope you have that marked on your sheets. because Yes, I, I do. But <laughs> here you are in this cold, dark prison uh, filled with despair. You can hear the light tap, tap, tap of raindrops on the upper levels of the prison as it begins to rain outside. What do you do? <laughs> I'm gonna lay there. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we're gonna have to administer a potion to him. Um, who who has their potion ready? F- Flora, you're, you're right there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any potions. Potion or something, uh, I hope. Let's see. I don't know that we all have one. You do all have character <laughs> sheets, right? Yeah, I don't believe potions <laughs> were a thing that were handed mm, out. We don't have one potion among us. Is that what, is um, that what you're saying? I think you, I think you got, you got a couple potions from the false crypt. Um, I don't know where they went. Let's, you used them uh, all. I'm not sure. Check our our, our loot list here. So there was five. Yeah. Five potions total. We'll, we'll rummage through. I feel uh, like our homework was to figure out where they went, and I don't think we actually did that. We'll rummage through Ozil's pocket. They're probably in the handy hammer sack. We administer a potion of cure light wounds to Mr. Ozil. I feel yes. like you have at least have five. One. The loot list here is we have five cure light wounds. We administer one of them to Mr. Broadtusks. So there you go. There's one. I feel like you might have used one or two in that zombie oh. fight in the wrestling, okay. but I could be wrong. No, we went down before we ever got a chance to use the potions because then we had to go back. That's to right. The guy to to help us get because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Sidro was trying to drag him out of there. That's right. You're right. So I think I that's one now. use. So we can each just mark down that we each have one now, and that's their. Why don't you do that? All accounted for now. You use one on top broad tusks. Can you roll higher than a one? On a 1d8 plus 1. I think you can. And mm-hmm. what kind of potion is it? Cure light wounds. Cure light wounds. Okay. As opposed to the cure dark wounds, 
uh, which is... Um, anyways, roll that... Beautiful bean footage. Somebody, whoever wants to pour it... Roll, yeah. Whoever wants to pour that bean footage down Ozil's throat, let's roll it. Can we pour it down his shirt instead, just to be mean? You can, but then you can't roll any healing. <laughs> well, I've got a potion. Here, just pour it right down the front of his armor just so he wakes up sticky. <laughs> yeah. Who's rolling? What are we doing? Where are we? Who are you guys? Somebody roll something, please. It's uh, eight hit points. Also comes up to seven hit points. I don't know why you have a snail token, but... Um, Cool. So you administer this healing, and he wakes up in these spider webs. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. (sighs) What on earth? Did Did we take out the spiders? Yes, we would. It's always important. The first thing you know when you wake oh, up from a battle is to know if you won the battle. We, we won. Let me help you up. Just, just in terms of, do we have to keep? Do we have to run? What, what, what is the? What happened? We are out of turn order. We're fine. It's <laughs> an odd phrase, but I appreciate, I appreciate your sentiment. Uh, okay. That's what we used to say back in Yanderhof. <laughs> we are out of turn <laughs> Ah, Stormak, I like your vernacular. It's a dwarf thing. That's racist, GM. <laughs> yeah, Stormak just shouts to the sky. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Stormak shouts to the sky, level me up. Oh, oh, you did. You guys did level up, right? I forgot to mention to our listeners, uh, even though they probably listened to the last episode, you did level up. And, um, yeah, you, you mentioned HP. I'm going to say the HP happens after after you rest. Which I think is what we had talked about doing at the end of was heading back, getting some rest, and coming back in. All right. So here you are in this chapel. Uh, you didn't really explore this chapel much. Uh, you walked in, spider webs, and then the spiders came down from the ceiling and attacked you. What do you do? Shall we... Shall we explore the chapel? See if there is any vestige of uh, her, uh, my lady's grace uh, upon this room. Upon this prison, upon this forsaken land. I think I am in no shape to continue. I mean, Father Ozil will walk in and look around. Give me a perception um, check. Sidereal back you up on it, just a quick poke in. Alright, kind of nervously though, like, alright, let's take a quick look and probably get out of here. Yeah, you, you come into here and start looking around and it is just caked with these spider webs, like... It is covered, and it makes you a little nervous, maybe, because uh, you can't really tell if, if there's more spiders hiding. But nothing's jumping out at you at the moment. I crushed that roll with a 21. <laughs> Thankfully. Okay. Uh, so, Ozol broad tusks. Uh, as you're looking through, maybe you rip some of the spider webs apart. You find... A little cabinet covered with webs uh, that you 
push away in the northwest wall. Um, and as you open it, you see it still has a few religious supplies. You find five vials of uh, clear liquid. Uh, it looks like water. You find a scroll. And a wand. I will uh, gather up all those materials and uh, head back out. Seems as if I've found some old holy relics. Uh, maybe we should look at them back when we are in the safety of the Lower Mamana. Yes, let us, let us abandon this haunted place for now. As you're looking through the room, Flora is standing out in the hallway. And Flora, you give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Sorry, I'm trying to remember how to play this game. 14. Somewhere in the distance, you're looking, you're at the center of this intersection. And you hear somewhere, you can't really tell what direction it's coming from, but this rattling. Almost like somebody is banging a bunch of bamboo together. And it's a very slight sound, and it sounds like it's coming from, like, kind of far down the hall somewhere, um, but you can't make out what direction. Um, is she this <laughs> stupid? She might be this stupid. What's your intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> is it an eight? Because if so, you're s probably smarter than Stormback. <laughs> Um, no, his his intelligence is an eight. I'm just kidding. She's she's gonna hold the torch up and kind of peer down the hallway. Okay. She doesn't know her intelligence. Well, who does really? <laughs> if we're being honest. Um. So you look down the hallway, and you see darkness. You hear this rattling still coming from the distance somewhere, and you don't see anything. Well, I mean, it's not like we don't know that there's ghosts here. This is true. So, you met one. You're friends with one. <laughs> um, so she's just gonna kind of, like, hurry the guys. Come on. Do you, you uh, tell them what you hear? Uh, or you just, just tell them to hurry there's, up? Yeah, there's noise. There's, it's, it's creepy in here. Let's go. Sidro hurries out like he was just waiting for an excuse to get out of there. <laughs> this is bad, but I feel like you lost your voice. Whose voice? What? Your voice, like you lost your accent. Oh, well, that happened like episode one? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I can cut it out in post. I thought we killed Flora and summoned Blarney Fist Whistle to possess her body. Oh, Blarney. Oh. Well, let me get in character over here. You do have a Ouija board. That's a very oh, no. Minnesotan Irish person. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I it, waver it turns back into Minnesotan mom. Oh, he <laughs> did. It, it works. I like it. I can see Russia from my house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> 
All right, should we should we bail? Yeah, I think we should bail. All right, let's bail. You got hay? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought hey. that was back at Farmer Prendergrass's place. <laughs> this is a door, right? Yep, okay, so yeah, you see that door there. I think this is the only door you can see that you have not gone through. I'm gonna kick it. Would we assume that that connects back to where we came from? We've we've opened it previously. Oh, we did open it, yeah. Did you? Yeah, we were coming down the hallway the first time. No, uh, you you came yeah. the other way. You came up on the northern entrance from here. Right, we, but we opened it, looked in, and we said, okay, we're not going to go in there yet, and kept up the hallway. Oh, yeah. Okay, so actually, uh, this door is actually falling off the hinges. Um, a lot of these doors in here are so old that once you do open them with a strength check, they are pretty much destroyed. Great. Let's get out of right. here. Right. Yeah, and that that would lead back towards where we came from. To the east. And so these doors are open yep. too then? Um no. These doors mm-hmm. were not uh in that front foyer foyer area. Mm-hmm. Um those doors were much stronger big wooden doors and those were the ones that slammed shut on you if you remember when you first came in. Mhm. So you open those up. You guys head into the foyer there. Wait, no, this door. And as soon as we do. No, wait, yeah, this door. This was the way out. Uh, Sid, you hanging back? Not that far, but a little bit. So, let's say it's a little bit. And I'm gonna say. You just turned the bed. What? Can you lock me out of the doors again? Give me perception checks, everybody. 15. 7. 18. 6. Does Daisy get a perception check? Yeah, give her one. Okay. Um, fine, right. Perception. Never mind, took too long. I'm sussed. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but she also got 18. What a coincidence. Mm. Uh, so, Stormac and Flora and Daisy all notice the door behind them start to shut. Sidriel is not aware. Stormak and Flora have one action on the surprise round before the door shuts. Could Flora grab Sidriel and pull him through the door before the door shuts? Is that possible? I feel like you're risking broken arms. I'll call that a DC 15. Strength check? Oh. Dex check. Dex. So just d20 plus your dexterity bonus. Uh, uh, oh, I'm looking at Daisy. So I think instead of that, I'm going to uh, try to stop the door, like push on it. Okay, um, let's call it same DC strength check. Okay. Actually, um, yeah. Okay, that's what you're gonna do? Do the, de- the strength check. Can I check. assist? Can I aid? You can. Uh, 11. Okay. I'm gonna have a 16. Alright, you do aid. However... It is not enough. 
and that is with three damage. You take three damage? That's nice. No, 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 that's with three strength damage. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good aid. Unfortunately, it is not enough. As you both see this door start to come shut behind you without anybody pushing it, you both rush up to it and try to push it back, and it just slams shut with you both pressing against it and pushes you both back. Sidriel, you're on the other side. Yeah, so Sidriel probably like almost falls or probably falls on his ass, like trying to stumble backwards away from it. Alright guys, you can open the door you can open the door now. Can can we? I have no idea. He just you wants you guys to open the door. Try. Uh you try to open the door, I imagine. Yeah. And it is held fast. Um you you know, I won't even tell you to roll a strength check. You could put all your might into this, trying to open it. And nothing. It doesn't budge. It doesn't even feel like it's locked. I'm going to light it on fire with my <laughs> boob torch. Boob torch? Is that a... Is I that think a... you have a sun rod in your boobs, which doesn't actually have... <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Otherwise, be very uncomfortable um... to carry there. <laughs> Um, Sidriel, can you give me a perception check, please? A 12. So, you're, you fall back as the door shuts, and you're yelling, you know, open the door, open the door, and they're trying their hardest. And you're, you're sitting there, and you, maybe something catches your eye in the crack of the door this long arm protruding from the shadows of from this impossible corner of the doorway and the wall and followed by a torso and the arm that came out is holding a hand axe and he comes out with an impossible speed cackling (laughs) and leaps at you did you say holding a hand axe? Mm-hmm. Does he look like the guy that I saw before? He does. It That's is the fun. same figure that you saw leaping out of impossible places at, at the front of Kendra's house and in the file room of the town square. The lopper. Yeah? Holy shit. He leaps forward. But this time, the hand axe that is coming straight for your head doesn't just fly right through you without hurting you. Well, maybe it does. <laughs> uh, Depends that's on a, the dice. That's a 13 against your touch. What does that look like? Against touch, that is a miss. So, the hand axe comes flying and sticks to the door behind you. And then all of it disappears almost within the same six seconds and you you're not hurt by it uh but yes Sidra's goes to start trying to beat that uh door down or where the axe just cut into it um but as soon as Sidriel starts banging on the door it just creaks open as if it were never shut let's get out of here 
Quit closing the goddamn doors. It's time to go. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Get out of here. We have no idea what just happened to you. Open the door! He says that as he's walking past you. All you guys out the other way. Yeah. <laughs> fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> and, um... You open that door without any problem. You get out the front door. And when you move out of it... It slams shut behind you. And you hear... As if from miles away... I faint... Now, you find yourself on the outdoors of the prison. It is raining as you come outside. Uh, the storm clouds you saw as you were coming in have coalesced into a, a pretty heavy downpour. And when you asked about Professor Lorimer, she told you that he was killed by these cultists, so to speak, on the outer perimeter of the prison. Aww. Um, but she mentioned that it was on the, you know, uh, southwestern end of the outside of the prison. I don't know if you guys are still trying to find that place, uh, or just get out of here. But you find yourself in the courtyard of the prison now, and you see the decrepit house that had caved in on you. You see the watchtowers along the giant stone wall and you see the large decrepit open gates swinging in the wind in front of you to the south I could poke around one last place before we walk off into the rain what do you say no Digital shouts back across his shoulders he's just continued walking good luck with that <laughs> fuck this shit yeah, so, this, so yeah, Cinderella absolutely wants to get out of here. And as a player, I say, let's go rest and come back and do this first thing before we come back in. Because um, I also do want to do like some detect magic and stuff like that on the uh, things that are written on the outside of this prison. All right, let's 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 stick together. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, I feel as if we have business in town to attend to as well before we attend to uh, things back here at the prison. All right, we gotta live the land. We'll come back. Father Grimbro needs to know of our discoveries, and we should probably aid the sheriff in his investigation. All right, back to Lorimer's. Back to Lorimer's estate. Let's let's head home. Get some rest. All right. So you guys head out in the rain. I mean, does only one of us need to participate in the seance thing, or do we like do we all have to participate? Um, I don't believe it requires more than one. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Ozil really wants to do it, like, power to him. No one's going to stop him, I don't think. But I think <laughs> a couple of us just want to get the hell out of here. Um, Doesn't seem very safe. Totally understandable. I said leave Stormak to his fate when he wanted to do uh, that's it. That's why I mean, I'm Stormak, not Ozil. I get your guys' names confused. Sorry. All right, well. Fuck all y'all. Let's go home and rest. <laughs> Do we have our level 2 abilities yet, or are we waiting until after we rest? Um, I'm gonna say rest. Okay, then yeah, I definitely wait, because of, uh, uh yeah. Pedro would definitely wait, though. Okay. Um, so you guys head back to town. 
You sure you don't want to have me do it all alone? Just kidding. Right. We head back. You can. Know. Power to you. I mean, it is your MO to run headfirst in danger by yourself. Yeah. Yes. Bravery is my MO. Let's go head back to the town. There's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. So you head back to town. Uh, it takes about an hour uh, to travel down the long, windy path in the rain uh, through the series of dead trees and bushes and it's very uh, I don't want to say ominous but it's ominous you come back through the gates of town and uh, the streets are fairly empty it's pouring rain where are you headed? it's about noon Um, resting. Right? Yeah, a couple of us are pretty heavily poisoned. So you're gonna go to sleep at noon? Oh, you don't have to go to sleep to, to rest up your poison. You don't have to sleep. Have you ever taken strength damage, John? You gonna watch Friends for eight hours? <laughs> We're gonna be friends for eight hours. We're gonna watch uh, <laughs> the, uh, the live-action play called Companion. Isidro wants to get his hands back on the Harper's Pell book because he is convinced like another day or two I'll finally be able to figure out how to cast spells. Hmm. Is that maybe because you took a level in Wizard? It might be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you don't have to say anything until we talk about it, but if you want to talk about it now... Is everybody going back to the Lorimer State in the rain here? I mean, I feel like Ozil Broadtusk would go and t- start talking to the sheriff about this um, murder that we have on our hands. Okay. And it, it changed from vandalism into murder, and I feel like that's an escalation, and that, that could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And since he got a pretty good um, health boost from that magical cocktail that he got inserted <laughs> into his mouth, magical cocktail. Um, he's uh, he feels pretty good at this point to go try to investigate a few things around here. Okay. And I feel like he thinks that the sheriff needs to know about the information that we discovered at the prison. Okay. I agree with Surat, and Stormak agrees with Ozil. I'll, I'll accompany you. If I may. If I may. Ozil yes. and Stormak are going to find the sheriff. If you'll have me, Surat. And Flora... <laughs> Flora and Sid are going to the house? Yes. Yes. All right. Okay, so... um. You guys make your way back. It's it's pouring rain. Nobody's on any of the streets. Uh, it's quiet. I I assume that the sheriff would be still investigating at the um, at the monument, right? Or would they have could be? Stopped? You left him there uh, about four hours ago. Yeah, we head to the jail to find the sheriff. Is the sheriff at the jail? I guess we would check there first because there's no that that would cell track. Phones. So yeah, you probably yes. <laughs> Just saying. 
As you come into the town square, it's pouring rain, and you see Old River, the councilman's dog, sitting in the gazebo, looking lonely and wet, and just, like, silently waiting in the gazebo. He, He looks straight at you and follows you with his gaze as you walk across the town square. Nope, Daisy and Flora are gonna stop. Okay. Yeah, he is very happy to have visitors. He comes immediately up to you guys as you come into the gazebo and starts and we're nuzzling sit with in the Daisy. Gazebo with him for a little bit. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's he's very happy on this. Um, he looks like he needed some company. Um, he's he's nuzzling and like uh, dogs don't purr, but they do um, something similar, probably maybe. <laughs> Have you, have have you, you ever had a dog? Met a dog? <laughs> What's a dog again? <laughs> what? Is this like oh a? God. You mean like the sausage? Is he is he wagging his tail, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, there he's totally go. wagging his tail. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Okay. Oh my god, dude. Um. So yeah. Uh. So you go into the gazebo, Sidril. You keep going to um, the house. Yep, keep on. And, um, Stormac knows will come into the jail and leave the storm behind you, and everyone uh, stops at their, the water cooler. And you see, um, Sheriff Collar sit up from his desk. He has his feet up on his desk. But he takes him down and stands up. He's like, oh, well, hey, um, did you find anything out? It's good to find you hard at work, Sheriff. Uh, I guess I would have the same question, but yes, we have information. Sorry to interrupt your rest. Well, I've been questioning people. I've been questioning people all morning. Um, and unfortunately, this rain has uh, kind of washed away any uh, chance at the investigating the crime scene that I had. Unfortunately, I have not come up with anything either. Uh, everyone I've talked to seems completely clueless. Uh, I feel like I've got a a good penchant for picking out liars, but I'm getting nothing. I'm getting a whole lot of nothing. Please tell me you guys came up with something. Uh, you, you seem to think there was some kind of lead at this prison. Uh, did you find anything? Why, yes, we did, Sheriff. I'm listening. We found many things, and I was hoping that you would have filled me in with some extra effort, but it's okay. We found out uh, through some unconventional means, and I hope this uh, wouldn't be too shocking, that uh, we met a ghost up there, and she has informed us that Lorma has been killed by a cult. A ghost. Yes, I know. You're you're kidding. Well, maintain your disbelief, Sheriff. This has something to do with Petrus? Yes, indeed. He was on the right side of things. I I don't understand. Well, I'm telling you that uh, it, it, it is better than, or maybe worse than you have expected. See, there are some ghosts down there. Some spirits that have been left behind without Phrasma's will. And they are trying to escape. And the weird 
things that are happening around town, potentially even the murders, are linked to these happenings at the prison. No shit. You see his face goes flat and emotionless as you're saying this, and he seems to be taking it very seriously. We don't have much time. It's hard to imagine, but the warden's wife, Veseriana, her, her spirit is the only thing that is maintaining the barrier between these ghosts and them being free. Somehow it is linked to the murders in town. And I can only say that it is due to a man called the Splatterman. Splatterman? That sounds... Stupid. <laughs> sounds juicy. <laughs> My, this he was. This is. This is. This is a bit much. Uh, you're. You're telling me, this. Splatter man. Uh, some kind of ghost. Indeed. Look. Uh, for some fucked up reason, this doesn't surprise me. But. I. I gotta tell you, hearing this. It doesn't point me in any useful direction. Uh, what? Uh, this kind of makes sense of all this weird shit that has been happening in town lately. Uh, the the dead rising from the graves. Uh, the this negative energy I've been getting from everybody. Uh, all these strange incidents, but what? What 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 do we what do we do about this? I, I can't even. I don't I have a full explanation, Sheriff, and I will soon. But for the most part, I need to to, to go speak with Father Grimbro. Did you mention the cult? I can only say that it is part of an elaborate plan to resurrect what is under that. That godforsaken place. That's God's forsaken place. I didn't well, mention the cold, but I will. I can. Well, I feel like that's there's... a more physical thing that he can maybe do something about. I can't tell you that there's any good thing underneath there. Stormak can confirm everything that I have to say. Sheriff. Maybe more. Sheriff, I've only been here in Raven Grove. For a couple of weeks, but these things are real. Since I joined these men, I've seen shit that'll turn you white. I mean, turn you. <laughs> he looks at his skin. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, look, if, if what you say is true. What can we what can we do about this? Uh, is this uh, ghosts from the prison? Can they murder townsfolk? These murders are not fake or, or spiritual or some kind of illusion. This there's a woman dead this morning, and her wounds are very real. I do not know, Sheriff. Uh, it 
maybe a manifestation, it could be a possession. Uh, uh, without further knowledge from the church, I, I cannot, I cannot say. Well, I appreciate you bringing me this knowledge. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what to do with it, but... May the gods have mercy on our souls. Uh, this does not sound good. Uh, please, try and keep this to yourselves. Um, and by all means, go talk to Father Grimborough, as he is obviously a little more attuned to this type of thing than I might be. Sheriff, we intend to rest and head back to the prison later this afternoon. This evening, perhaps. When it's really the spookiest, it would be best. Mm, I agree. That would be pretty atmospheric. <laughs> Damn it! This is... This is not what we need right now. Look, uh... I'll try and keep a lid on, on the townsfolk here, and uh, let's try and keep this between ourselves. Um... It's hard to believe there's not some immediate physical threat within our town doing this. I'm at my wit's end. There's always a persistent threat, Sheriff, and I, I hope that you do keep a persistent eye on the town. The only thing that I can say is that I feel that... That you feel like chicken tonight? <laughs> Do you feel like chicken tonight? No, we'll cut that all out. Hold on. We'll <laughs> <laughs> catch that in post. Ah, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> Sheriff, I believe you're correct. Keep a close eye on the town. The one thing, can I ask you, what happened to the remains of Blonny Fistwhistle? Well, her family members came and collected them this morning. Um, uh, from what I understand, uh, she is to be interned in the wrestlings tomorrow for the Day of Bones. Um, day after tomorrow. I, I understand you're familiar with uh, Phrasma's ways, and it is somewhat of a, a holiday for her followers. Um, people that have died recently may be interned uh, free of charge on this holiday uh, so I'm, I feel like they're probably taking advantage of that as they're n not very well off absolutely sheriff uh, well thank you and I shall keep this uh, or we shall he glances at Stormak to ourselves we shall be at the Mortimer estate if you need us um, one more thing, uh, before you go. When I had talked to the Fist Whistles, uh, they had brought up that Blarney had talked about Flora a lot, uh, and they had asked me if I would find her and ask if she would like to be a pallbearer for the ceremonies tomorrow. Or not, it's not tomorrow, sorry, the day after tomorrow. My mind is blown right now. Good thing, Sheriff. Uh, yes, uh, I... Maybe pass along that message. I, I can ask if... Uh, we'll we'll if let her know. She'll be. be happy to finally get the chance to be a pallbearer 
<laughs> for a, within a company of her size. Yes, yes, it'll all work out perfectly. Yeah, it's a really tiny coffin. Uh, <laughs> we we shouldn't. No one should laugh. None of none of us should be laughing, or even don't even it's smile. Not funny don't at even crack all. a smile. None of us. <laughs> Nobody serious. should crack a joke. Get out of there. She's not here. She's not here. Uh, none of us should be joking. About oh this. yes. <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, so. Um, yeah, he dismisses you. Uh, he asks you to send that message. He's going to continue trying to investigate uh, as soon as he gets a chance. You guys head back to the house. Uh, what's up with? Yeah, what's up with I old think River that's like there? the you best idea. He's a vital part of the plotline. Uh, you come out and you see Flora uh, standing in the gazebo, petting Old River, and it's just pouring, pissing rain all around it. And, uh, yeah, you see them still there. No one one should leave their dog out in the rain like this. Do we know whose dog it is? You just told us, but... It's in a gazebo. You had heard that Councilman Vashian Hearthmount, who had read the Lorimer's will to you, you heard that Lorimer's body was found while Councilman Hearthmount was walking his dog in the ruins. And uh, then he pointed out that Old River was his dog. Although you've only ever seen Old River alone in the town square. Alright, we got a conundrum. Do we take care of the dog that's always alone anyway? Or do we uh, leave him be? I mean, maybe Vashian Hearthmount is in trouble. We have to go investigate, right? Right, Flora? Yeah, I'm at six health. <laughs> <laughs> She's so tired. Will you really be able to sleep? I mean, we don't really have to do anything, but I have a few things to do. It is a sandbox. What I mean, if he follows us home, he follows us home. This is how okay. I approach right. pet adoption, is if it follows you right. home, it's yours. Uh, so, c- c- uh, Come with us, old river. We'll give you some lunch. Noon. Let's go. Come on, dog. Let's get out of the rain. <laughs> Alright, so you're gonna you're gonna bring her back with you to the Lorimer estate. I can encourage him to follow and see if he does. Seems great. He he does uh, willingly. He's very into your friendship. Oh, he's a happy puppy. Uh, so you guys head back to Lorimer estate. Meanwhile, Sidriel had been there already. When you get there, Sidriel. Kendra is sitting on the porch in the rain um, and sees you come up and oh oh my Citriel uh, <laughs> you're terribly wet uh, uh, where is everyone else uh they were behind me I I think they were gonna stop in the square I don't know it's been a rough afternoon morning you see her have almost like a childish kind of grin on her face as you as she's talking to you and she's like you know, I don't, um, I'm sorry, it's, it's ridiculous, but with your uh, hair all wet like that, you, you just remind me so much of my father. Please, please come in. Uh, let me, let's, let's get you dry. Uh, where have you been all morning? Oh, we were checking out the prison. Thought we'd do a little investigating. And, uh, pretty sure somebody tried to chop my head off, so 
thought I might come back and unwind a little. I would. <laughs> yes. And uh, she'll bring you in and she'll grab a towel off of a, a shelf and like start drying you off like a dog. Did she say word? <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> it's, it's a little more appropriate. Oh, word, yes. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yes, word to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is she, is she like drying me like a dog? Yeah, yeah, essentially, <laughs> but it's in a loving way. Yeah, no. While, while she's doing that, I've already pulled out Lorimer's spellbook, and like, so my head's shaking around, and I'm just like <laughs> holding the book in front of me, trying to read while she's doing that. And, uh, oh, you still have that, I see. Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost able to make heads and tails of it. Have you ever looked at your father's work? I've never had the chance to look at his his personal spell book. Although I I have seen its effects from time to time. I'll point out what Sidril thinks is like a, a you know a very basic like cantrippy spell. Does does any of this make any sense to you? I feel like I'm going for like a ghost type scene here. So she's drying my hair, and then I get a little spell book, and then she's like, oh, here, let me lean over. I'm going to look through this spell book. Yeah, she's like, you look a little bit confused by, uh, by it. Uh, something bothering you? No, just just trying to... I'm not sure if maybe I can't read his handwriting. I just feel like I'm so close to a breakthrough. Matt, may I take a look? Have his hand on one side of the book, and present it to her. And she... She holds it, and she's, like, shoulder to shoulder with you, like, up close, and kind of looking in the, like, uh, candlelight of the house. Oh my gosh, she's flirting! Patrick Swayze's about and to on her body, we're gonna learn this book together. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Your hair reminds me of my daddy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> and she's looking at it, and she's like, this is rather... That's curious. Wait. One, one second. Stay right here. And and she uh, separates from you entirely. And, and she comes back uh, like a couple minutes later uh, from down the hall. And she has another book that looks like an old tattered like personal book. And, and she opens it up and she's looking through it, touring pages. And she's like, this, this symbol right here. I feel like this is some sort of code. It's very similar uh, to this. Oh, yes. wait, yeah, hang on. And he starts flipping back. Here, on this page. And, yeah, you guys point, and your fingers touch for a second. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when, when she comes back, is she? did she change outfits? Yeah, right? Is she in something more comfortable? Yeah, yeah, she's wearing uh, lingerie now. <laughs> uh, wait, no, Victorian secret. Oh, Nailed it. Johnny. Where did all these crickets come from? <laughs> no, no, no. She's fully, she's fully clothed. She's fully clothed, but she is. Um, you feel like she's feeling a connection with you here. And uh, she's like totally excited about like cracking this code with you. And, and she points out a couple of similarities. And she's like, yes, this was a, a paper that my father had wrote for me. And... He forced me to learn this code. I don't know why. He was trying to strengthen my mind or, or 
He always had his ways, and he didn't very much explain them most of the time. But there's a lot of similarities here. I, I think with a little bit of time, we might be able to crack this. I think, I think, I think you're honest. Stand, stand back one second. And he goes and he tries to read off the page. And Sidgerill manages to cast his first prestidigitation. And a little gust of wind Ooh. blows across in the room. Dry, immediately drying him off and blowing his hair gallantly. Oh my god. And she swoons. <laughs> oh yeah, I see it. David Bowie with his hair blowing oh, yeah. from Labyrinth. Oh god, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no. Come on, man. And... You hear an audible sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> audible sploosh, huh? <laughs> Great. The whole room gets humid. She turns and looks at him and, and says, word. <laughs> she leans up against the window and does a Titanic uh, streak. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're so good at this, Sidriel. Uh, I had no idea. <laughs> she pulls her collar out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave that. There, but that is what Sidriel will be doing with his afternoon. Is still practicing uh, learning spells while uh, trying to, to hang out with Whoopi Goldberg here. So and uh, so everybody else gets back to the house, and the the door is unlocked, and the house is quiet. Do you smell something? Oh man, gross! You see, you see, uh, <laughs> on the floor uh, next to the crack in the door of the study, this like level of moisture on the, on the wood. <laughs> stop it! Stop. You open the door and it's like a sauna. I'm starting to think John's never actually met a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's close. He, you're right. They just start billowing water anytime they're excited, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, you, uh, if you start flirting with yeah. the woman, they begin to seep wildly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a proven fact right there. We've all heard the audible sploosh. It's a normal human person here. Emphasis on human. I can't yeah. It's, uh... It checks out. Um, so you see that, and and you hear furious noises of page turning. <laughs> and uh, grunting, Wait. maybe? As they're just no. studying and code breaking in the room there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like based off of your description thus far, should I roll like a knowledge dungeoneering to make sure she's not an aberration? Oh my god. <laughs> and to make sure she's not a dominatrix? Something. Dungeoneering? <laughs> no, never mind. Um, so, all euphemisms aside, they're going at it. Hard. Studying. <laughs> uh, what do you do once you come home? Uh, you brought you brought Old River with you? Yeah, we'll feed him. Take care of him. Yeah, he's stoked to be in and out of the rain, and him and Daisy are just kind of cuddling and getting along and eating together and sharing quite kindly, in my mind. I'll, 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 I'll help dry off the dogs and dry myself off. Grab a snack, fix a charcuterie board for everybody, and then head off to bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt, dog. 
All right, so it is like noon. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you want to do? do you, when do you want to go back to the prison? Uh, we we kind of... I, I personally feel like we're on a clock. The Soriana holding back the five prisoners. So, is anyone concerned about the fact that her name also starts with V-E-S? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that seems... She told you that the Splatterman is slowly weakening her hold on the spirits in the prison. You learned a little bit about the Splatterman and what he did in his life. I'm pretty sure I was gone for that. He he covered a bunch of shit in blood and started spelling their names out. But I think Meg's right. The, it uh, is on the lore page, but yeah. It's also on our loot page uh, that has no loot on it. It's just a name of NPC. <laughs> Every, everything that's been happening around town seems to point to the fact that there are artifacts being covered in blood, and it started with V, and then it went to E, and then it went to S, and maybe that's how he's weakening the system. I think Meg's totally right. Of course. Meg's always right. Good job, Meg. <laughs> Let's stick with that. I like that. I mean, that, there's only so many more letters left to go, which is uh, quite a few. <laughs> so, John, when I'm reading back through the lore page, I noticed that all of his victims are referred to as her. Were all of his victims women? Do we know that, I guess? She had explained them as her, um, but maybe didn't specify specifically if they were all women. Um but that's how she referred to her as victims, yes. Okay, because yeah, reading back through, uh, Meg's theory lines up that he was interested in the power of names, so writing her her name down to weaken her. Or he just destroys her outright. Yeah, and, and that would not be good, because that's the only thing that's holding him back. I mean, personally, at the end of the day, I would love to go talk to Father Grimbrough and try to explain the situation at the prison. I guess that's my plan. Okay. It's still early. You can do that. Um, my other question would be, did you ever actually mention the um, uh, cult to the sheriff? Because it, like, it felt like he took from that conversation that there was only ghosts to blame. Um, no, not really, not in detail, but he had his feet up on a fucking desk, and he's not being like a real sheriff, <laughs> so. He's trying to stay dry, man. <laughs> oh, oh, must be nice. If it's ghosts or not, whatever's happening here in town is physical and real. He saw those cut wounds himself. Right. As far as he is concerned, like, somebody in town is doing this, and we need to find them. Yeah, so it's, sure. like, probably cult people, right? Is what I'm trying to say. Like, the cult is in town. Yeah, we, we have a few different things to really latch down before, uh... Maybe before we head back out to the prison, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, yeah, it sounds you know. like we might have a copycat killer that's doing this to, yeah, that could be to true. give strength to the ghosts that are in there 
most likely as part of some the whispering way. Um, so I'll propose the idea that we, we rest up for today. This evening, we go back to at least the courtyard and do the seance. Didn't we? You said that, uh, something about Lormer in the courtyard, John? Um, yeah, the out, outside perimeter of the prison is apparently where Lormer was killed. So maybe we'd go to our seance there tonight, gather some intel, and then go back for a full dive tomorrow? I mean, rest up is like eight hours, right? And it's mm-hmm. uh, probably 12.30, maybe yeah. 1 o'clock at this point. Yeah, you got time. Uh, so I feel Sidril says he's researching with Kendra, probably naked, trying to crack this code. <laughs> man, you're really pushing for this, man. <laughs> it's easier when you don't have clothes that are blocking your, your incantations and your somatic gestures. Oh, Wes is on board. Right, yeah, all those wavy layers. Get nice and greased up. Of what? You're like... Your thunder thimble, or like what? <laughs> he just called you a bitch. Thunder thimble? Be careful with paper cuts. I heard elves have... Well, never mind. <laughs> um, Stormac, uh, what's your plan? Uh, Stormac and Flora, what are you doing for the uh, rest of the day? Well, I guess I'm, I'm confused still about how I get my health back. Do I? It's it's just like one point a day every time I sleep. Whenever whenever you take uh, eight hours rest, you will get your level. Um, so you will get two hit points when you rest. Which is like because when I leveled up, now I have twenty instead of ten. That's awesome. But if I go to sleep with six HP and I wake up with twenty possible. You will right. You'll be at oh eight hit points. So what it's doing well, is it's it's fi- the extra ten points. Poor poor Meg is about to learn the truth here. You don't actually get your full hit dice worth of hit points, and we were gonna we're we're gonna talk about it when we get there. I actually meant to roll for hit points at the beginning of this episode, but why don't we do it at the end? Okay. As far as the rest of the day, what is what are Flora and Stormag doing? Uh, are you just taking it easy, or are you trying to do anything specific? Um, is our plan to to go out tonight? Are, are does... we gonna are we gonna do stuff throughout the day and then rest tonight and then do stuff tomorrow during the day? Like that's what matters. Are we resting now? Are we all resting now? Yeah, uh, you, you guys tell me. Um, I feel like you could do something, or, or just rest now, uh, Ozil could go talk to Father Grimbro and still be back in time to get eight hours rest. Knock, 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 knock on the library door. I'm sorry, um, are you guys resting in there, or... Don't come um, in! We're, 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 we're okay, just reading, we're just reading... We're looking up to get a... We're just reading. go out there maybe 9 p.m. tonight. Uh, we need. We all need eight hours rest. That's what we're all going to agree to do. Okay, bye. Okay, sounds great. Come back then. Bye. Okay, it's agreed. We're all going to rest for eight hours. Oh, my God. Wow, you guys are... <laughs> 
You guys are going for it. Holy shit. All right, it's resolved. So, all right, see you later. I'm going to go rest. Okay, so... Okay, then... Flora, so we're look, resting. I just right went through all of this to determine that yes, we're resting. Good night. Slams the door. <laughs> all right, you're gonna rest. And Ozil, are you going to talk to Grimbro now, or are you gonna rest first? Yeah. Gonna talk I, to him later. I absolutely want to go talk to him now because it seems extremely pertinent that uh, of all of the shit that we just learned. Okay, so everybody settles into the house. And Father Ozil leaves in the rain, in the storm, to head towards the Restlands, uh, where you had heard Father Grimbrough is setting up shop uh, to protect the town from zombies. I mean, Ozil Broadtus leaves, but yes. I mean, I was going to... Um, Flora's a little curious about why Old River's all by himself, and has been every time we've seen him if he supposedly belongs to somebody. But I guess the answer to... Uh, does he have a collar? Is there an address? Uh, there is a collar. Uh, there's no address on it or anything like that. Um, uh, but it says Old River on the collar. That's about it. Well, I mean, I'm sure that uh, Kendra could tell you where he lives if you wanted to go deal with that. Kendra's busy. If... If she wasn't so busy. <laughs> um, is she busy what? Oh boy. Mopping the floors? Is that what kids are calling it these days? They're doing research. They're doing research. Can't interrupt the research. Research on what? They're code breaking. It, it really is 99% reading books with the occasional, like, uncomfortable, like, uh, not uncomfortable, awkward glances. Right. Yeah, they, they look at each other and like, oh, did we look at that same word at the same time? <laughs> oh, oh, we accidentally touched hands. Oh, you guys are adorable. You guys both come to the same, yes. like, realization and look up at each other and say, oh, how about the, uh, and whatever it is. Even that little giggle. Yeah, I feel like to be like, like, like a full-on Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Hello, ladies! Hello, ladies! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're kind of into it. Father Ozel. Uh, uh, Ozel no. Broadtusks. There you go. Uh, you trudge through the rain into the wrestlings, and um, before too long of entering the wrestlings, you can see the shapes of a couple of the grave diggers and a couple of the... Uh, acolytes of the temple and um yeah you can make your way over to them and uh father grimborough will notice you as you get a little close and he'll be a little star startled at first like oh, oh my child i th thought you were that of the undead for a moment he gets that a lot don't shoot uh, we've been a little on edge <laughs> i i can assume father grimborough there is much to discuss about the prison. The prison is haunted. The prison is waning. The prison is having... Harrowstone. <laughs> yes, Harrowstone. This... is <laughs> unfortunately not very surprising. Uh, please tell me more. There is a lot going on underneath the surface. There, there needs to be something done. 
all of the happenings around town are have been caused by several of the inmates who have been trapped there. My goodness. What evidence do you have of this? Uh, we have met one of them. It is the late lady of the old warden who used to live there. A spirit? Yes. I find it difficult to uh, trust spirits. Can you be sure this information is trustworthy? I feel that I have. She has described everything that is of the happenings around town. I can attest that she has a very good idea of what is happening. We need to act quickly. It does not come as a terrible surprise that there are some restless spirits at the prison there. The history has been quite unkind to learn about. This is very troublesome. I understand that you are busy, but I, I, I have a request. I no promises, uh, but let it be known. I need to be rebaptized within the faith, Father Grimbro. I've sensed that you have fallen from the Lady's grace. I feel as though this may be a troublesome time that could benefit from all the help we could get, but this is an endeavor that I am not sure I can accomplish. Uh, what is it, my son, that has causing you to fall from the Great Lady's grace in the first place. It is a curious thing, Father. Mm. Probably as curious as Erasma herself. Go on. At the time, it was not a conscious choice, yet uh, given the opportunity, I would probably do it again. He uh, kind of looks down Sorts, starts to uh, cry a little bit. It is okay, my son. You are safe here. See, when I was a practicing member of the clergy outside of Hammerock, uh, we had heard that a group of Morai had taken refuge in a cave complex close by. Morai, you speak of vampires. I do. I do, father. Armed with information, a posse and I had struck out to track them down and eradicate them. And within hours we had found the decrepit hovel that they called a home, and descended into the cave and set about the destruction. When we had found them, we started liberating the souls from their undead frames, and liberate we did. As it should be. He, he starts to, like feel a little bit more confident, but there's a lot of sadness behind these eyes. In the midst of uh, laying their souls to rest, I came across a frightening discovery. I looked up, and I saw the sight of my own daughter 
amongst their blasphemous ranks. And he slams his falchion into the ground. I was face to face with my own daughter, father. The sight was almost unbearable. He's stone-faced, watching you with rain dripping down his eyebrows. Silent. I stared at her for what had seemed for hours. Amongst the fury, we were frozen. Father Ezel's just shaking at this point. <laughs> Ozel brought us. Sorry. As I replayed all of the memories of her childhood in my head, all I could imagine was for her to hide. So I motioned for her to hide. After we sent the rest of their souls back to Phrasma, we piled all of their bodies. I made sure that she was not one of them, for I feared that she had been killed in the fray. You see his brow furl a little bit. For weeks after this event, I could feel the Lady's Grace leaving my body until I was, in essence, just a half orf. <laughs> 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 Fuck yes. Oh, you got me. <laughs> I left the clergy soon after to raise the only vestige that I saw of our hope for my bloodline, my granddaughter. Whoever may be, we may be, Father, whatever we have done, however much we are weighed down by the cynicism of our past, I must be rebaptized into her good grace. Please, Father, it must be done. It must be. For dark times are upon us, and I fear that the worst is yet to come. My child. While you may be right, these times may be dark as ever. I'm afraid I may not have it in my abilities <laughs> to do this for you. This is a very, very arduous and expensive process, and not only am I old at this point, but I, between protecting the town these evenings, guarding them from the undead that you have seemingly given refuge in your past. I am also quite busy uh, preparing for the Day of Bones. I must inter many bodies in the next coming days. For The Day of Bones is a very important event in our religion. My religion. I fear you may be right in that... <laughs> We may need your powers, but I am unsure how to grant these to you, as time and resources may not be on our side. I appreciate you at least hearing me out, Father, for our time. It is quite obvious why the Lady's Grace has left you. You do understand, don't you? Of course, Father. Of course I understand. I stepped outside her ways, and she has punished me. But that does not mean that I am unworthy. He looks frustrated, and his 
He puts a hand over his forehead, like kind of like stroking a headache. In these troubling times, I wish very much that I could help you, but unfortunately, I feel you must place yourself at the whims of the lady, for it is only her herself that may bring you back at this time. I simply have not the power or the time. I understand, Father. May I lend a hand? Yes, of course. Uh, you could please help uh, hang some of these streamers and cut out skeletons. <laughs> really? They're just hanging up fucking Halloween decorations. <laughs> Fuck you. It really makes things much more spooky. Uh, it really, it really ends for the day of bones. Oh, okay, fine. Fuck you. <laughs> we have many bodies to intern. He says, he says, do you have any face painting skills? <laughs> if you could please set up the bobbing for Apple Station, I would be much obliged. <laughs> He starts hauling buckets of water from the river. And and further down, we're setting up bowls of spaghetti with <laughs> grapes in them that feel like intestines <laughs> and eyeballs. The kids love it. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Let's make sure you're blindfolded first. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so spippy. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll give you uh, some work to do, uh, helping set up throughout the day if you want to stick around yep. and help. I'll do that. Ozobratus will sit around and dig graves or fill bowls full of spaghetti or whatever the fuck Father Grimborough needs. He is facing a, a moral dilemma for sure. And unfortunately, it seems Father Grimborough yep. is unable to help you. I get it. As much as he wants to and feels that it's needed uh, in these dire times, it's a pretty expensive spell Yeah. Uh, to cast. I, I kind of expected that. It's like uh, 2,500 GP for me to get my powers back. From like a level 7 cleric or something, yeah. I think. Um, but he understands your plight. He hopes that we're going to all be okay, because it's not looking good. The more things are building up, he tells you, he's got a bad feeling about this. I've got a bad femur about this. I've got a bad femur. I got it. It wasn't funny, though. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. No big deal. As you guys spend the night in your respective ways, maybe you gather back at the house at the end of the night to rest. I don't know. Maybe Ozil crashes in the... Graveyard. Uh, what do you do, Gozel? Do you go back home at the end of the night, or he works until um, probably a little bit after dark, and then he heads back. I'm sure that's right when they're waking. Oh, it feels so good. Like I just gained more uh, points of health. If that were a thing. Um, as you guys all go to rest in this stormy, rainy night, you've got a an open day in front of you. 
the Day of Bones is the day after that, this Farazmin funeral holiday. And you've got you've got your work cut out for you. A murder mystery. A Ghostbusters mystery. A other kind of mystery that I would have I didn't come up with, but a something dog clever. mystery. A dog there mystery. you go. <laughs> dog mystery. Yeah, if this dog. I, mean, I can guess. Well, we already have a dog. We do a Jabberjaw mystery. I can guess summon monster. We can get a shark. There were at some points three dogs in Scooby Doo. We could. Sidriel, throughout the night, uh, you and Kendra staying up, and her help with her father's writings that she's familiar with. You are able to decipher a little bit of this code. What's going to happen with that code? And you feel like you're able to kind of crack into some of the mysteries of wizardry, as it were. John, please be honest with us at all times, not just when you tell us you're being honest. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. I can't do Uh, that, actually. No promises. uh, (laughs) That's what I tell him, too. You can't use I'm gonna be honest and then at every other time you're gonna trust that you're lying. Yeah, every other time I think you're gonna fuck with me. Well, I just want you to let me be honest because normally you make me lie to you. I make you lie to me. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, So, throughout the night, you know, maybe you stay up kind of late in this thunderstorm cracking this code. Um, Not only are you able to gain your first level in wizard. But you're also able to decipher some of Professor Lorimer's spells, as well as your given wizard spells. Hell yeah, I'll take it. The dogs, Old River and Daisy, stay up comforting each other through the night in this thunderstorm as each (laughs) thunder blast scares the piss out of them and they literally piss on the floor. Are we gonna get some puppies? I'm sorry, Daisy is house-trained. But this is her first thunderstorm ever. <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> and then they giggle, and Daisy starts curling her, curling her hair and her finger. Johnny's all about the romance. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a Valentine's Day episode. Wait, no, it's Halloween. Same thing. We shouldn't. No one should laugh. None of none of us should be laughing, or even don't even smile. Don't even crack a smile. None of us 
I'm serious.